Good morning. Happy Wednesday. If you are listening to this, then you're tuning in for another episode of Starting With Truth. Let's get started in some prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this beautiful day that you have blessed us with. Lord, another day to wake up and to live for you. Lord, I ask that you come into our hearts and that you lead us to towards towards you, closer to your heart. I ask that you help us to recognize all of the gifts that we have been given. That we could not have done any of this, gone anywhere alone, but that you have guided us every step of the way and have given us every tool that we need to succeed. Lord Jesus Christ, I ask that you hold our hand throughout this day and carry us closer to the Father, that we might be in deeper relationship with you and we come to know you more. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen. Amen. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Um, Before we dive into these readings, just want to give... just a little heads up, the readings are a little long, um, so, so bear with us as we, as we go through them. So in this first reading, we're again in the second book of Maccabees, chapter 7, verses 1, and then it skips to verses 20 through 31. It happened that seven brothers with their mother were arrested and tortured with whips and scourges by the king to force them to eat pork in violation of God's law. Most admirable and worthy of everlasting remembrance was the mother, who saw her seven sons perish in a single day, yet bore it courageously because of her hope in the Lord. Filled with a noble spirit that stirred her womanly heart with manly courage, she exhorted each of them in the language of their ancestors with these words. I do not know how you came into existence in my womb. It was not I who gave you breath of life, nor was it I who set in order the elements of which each of you is composed. Therefore, since it is the creator of the universe who shapes each man's beginning as he brings about the origin of everything, he, in his mercy, will give you back both breath and life, because you now disregard yourselves for the sake of his law. Antiochus, suspecting insult in her words, thought he was being ridiculed. As the youngest brother was still alive, the king appealed to him, not with mere words, but with promises on oath, to make him rich and happy. If he would abandon his ancestral customs, he would make him his friend and entrust him with high office. When the youth paid no attention to him at all, the king appealed to the mother, urging her to advise her boy to save his life. After he had urged her for a long time, she went through the motions of persuading her son. In derision of the cruel tyrant, she leaned over close to her son and said in their, na- in their native language, Son, have pity on me, who carried you in my womb for nine months, nursed you for three years, brought you up, educated and supported you to your present age. I beg you, child, to look at the heavens and the earth and all that is in them. Then you will know 
that God did not make them out of existing things. And in the same way, the human race came into existence. Do not be afraid of this executioner, but be worthy of your brothers and accept death, so that in the time of mercy I may receive you again with them. She had scarcely finished speaking when the youth said, What are you waiting for? I will not obey the king's command. I obey the command of the law given to our fathers through Moses. But you, who have contrived every kind of affliction for the Hebrews, will not escape the hands of God. The second reading is a prayer from the book of Psalms, Psalm 17. And the response to Oriel Psalm is, Lord, when your glory appears, my joy will be full. Lord, when your glory appears, my joy will be full. My steps have been steadfast in your paths. My feet have not faltered. I call upon you, for you will answer me, O God. Incline your ear to me. Hear my word. Lord, when your glory appears, my joy will be full. All right, today we are in the Gospel of Luke. We are looking at chapter 19, verses 11 through 28. While people were listening to Jesus speak, he proceeded to tell a parable because he was near Jerusalem, and they thought that the kingdom would appear there immediately. So he said, A nobleman went off to a distant country to obtain the kingship for him and then to return. He called ten of the servants and gave them ten gold coins and told them, Engage in trade with these until I return. His fellow citizens, however, despised him and sent a delegation after him to announce, We do not want this man to be our king. But when he returned after obtaining the kingship, he had the servants called to whom he had given the money to learn that they had gained by trading. The first came toward him, and said, Sir, your gold coin has earned ten additional ones. He replied, Well done, good servant. You have been faithful in this very small matter. Take charge of ten cities. Then the second came and reported, Your gold coin, sir, has earned five more. And to to this servant he said, You take charge of five cities. Then the other servant came and said, Sir, here is your gold coin. I kept it and stored it away in a handkerchief. For I was afraid of you, because you are a demanding man. You take up what you did not lay down, and you harvest what you did not plant, he said to him. With your own words I shall condemn you, you wicked servant. You knew I I was a demanding man, taking up what I did not lay down, and harvesting what I did not plant. Why did you not put my money in a bank? Then, on my return, I would have collected it with interest. And to those standing by, he said, Take the gold coin from him, and give it to the servant who has ten. But they said to him, Sir, he has ten gold coins. He replied, I tell you, to everyone who has more will be given, but from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Now, as for those enemies of mine who did not want me as their king, bring them here and slay them before me. After he said this, he proceeded on his journey up to Jerusalem. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Stepping into the second book of Maccabees, we we see just this this tyrant king, this this ruly and terrible king, um, murdering, um, killing these Jews at the sight 
um, as they obey and as they obey God and and just this this brutalness but we see this his mom um, this young boy's mom who has seen seven of her boys killed in one day yet still has so much faith in the Lord and and tells her son to continue to obey God because because the final judgment God's final judgment is greater than this king's judgment. Yeah, this lady, I just like commend her for teaching her sons about God and helping them to see them and explain to them that his creation is greater than any single object or anything a king the king can give them. Yeah. Going into what what the king said to give them, I will he said I will make you my friend. I will give you um kingship and high office and I will get. I will make you happy and rich, and I see a, a big resemblance. And when Jesus was tempted in the desert, these were kind of the same things that Satan tempted him with as well. I'm, I will make you a king. I will make you rich. I will make you rule over all the earth. And um, and yeah, you just see see these ways that that Satan tries to tempt us. But but let's hold on to our beliefs. Let's hold on to what we are taught, that God, our creator, is above all things. He is so good and so wonderful. And that when we follow him, when we follow his ways, that we become we become just in, in, in his just judgment. Yeah, and we will receive him. And it doesn't finish out this in the, in the reading, but the boy ends up taking the punishment and we'll see his brothers in heaven. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's the most incredible gift that we could receive is the kingdom of God. And so, yeah, so let's, let's ask the Lord to give us strength that we can, we can go against um, the, these worldly, these earthly ways, these earthly things, and continue to hold on to, to the laws, to the things that he has asked us to do. Amen. So that's a good place to go into the gospel. These people will think that as soon as Jesus arrives in Jerusalem, the kingdom just going to like pop out of nowhere and and be there. And Jesus says, that's not how it works. Yeah. Um, he gives, yeah, he gives them, um, talents. He gives them each one talent, um, or each a gold coin, which was basically the same as, as a wages of, of four months wages. It was as much as four months wages. And, and so I see these people were given, they were giving something that wasn't theirs. That was the King's. That was that was God's when He gives us, and so in this this parable in this metaphor, God has given us so many wonderful things, guys. He's given us time, He's given us friends, He's given us family, all the wonderful things around us. He has given us, and when we recognize that they are not ours, they belong to someone else. That's when we go out, and that's when we can multiply these gifts that He has given us. Yeah, when we dedicate all of our success to God. And we really use our talents to multiply believers in God is when God will reward us with great things. Yeah, reward us with incredible things. These these talents, these coins that when, when the servant came back, the first one came back 10 times more. God says, all right, now go rule over 10 cities. I mean, that's that's not really equivalent of four months wages in, in, in a city and in, in inheritance that we could never repay. Yet he still gives us so much more. And, and again, the other servant that gives him five, 
But then you look at the servant who, in fear, holds on to it. Something that wasn't his in the first place is scared to let it go so much that he doesn't even go in an attempt to multiply it. Yeah, when in this situation, if he just holds on to his money in his pocket, the money is actually going to become less valuable. Uh, they say at least go to a bank and let it grow interest. And to me, that's saying at least go out and do the bare minimum and like tell some people about Jesus. Don't don't just hold it to yourself or else how would you have ever found out about Jesus? It's, it's a chain reaction. Yeah, Jack brought up um, a good metaphor of, of this also being our faith. And and when we we recognize that even the faith of a mustard seed, when we, this faith that we give God, he will multiply it. And so, yeah, let's go out and let's tell people about the Lord because the word carries. And, and as you see from 11 apostles, from Jesus Christ to the 11 apostles, it is now spread throughout the world. How much more people can we reach when we go out and tell people about Jesus Christ, tell them about the love, live as an example of Jesus Christ and follow his heart and tell others about him as well. Amen. Thank you guys so much for praying with us today. Um, we hope that you really use your gifts and harvest what God gives you. Have a blessed Wednesday. God, God bless. bless. Your love is like radiant diamonds bursting inside us. We cannot contain. Your love will surely come find us like blazing wildfire. Singing your name, God of mercy, sweet love of mine, I have surrendered to your design. May this offering stretch. God.